Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, don't know about you, but I think this film had the wrong title. It should have been called You Stay Here because it was said so many times in this film. My name is Liam and I'm your host, sitting opposite me through the powers of the internet and he's looking extra snuggly today. Yeah. It's Tobias. Uh, I'm wearing my Harry Potter bathrobe because it's freezing. Yeah, yeah it you, you do well look like proper like, snuggled up. Yeah, I had to. I would have been shivering for this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen a couple of like pictures of you lately that you've put up places and you've had stuff wrapped around you. Looking yeah. very Jedi. <laughs> that is the good, even though it's got my little kind of Gryffindor Harry Potter robe. I do, do feel a bit Obi-Wan. Do you own one of the Jedi like robes? No, oh, I don't that's have a Jedi. Because uh, I w- would be Obi-Wan Kenobi all the time. Of course, of course you would, yeah. Why wouldn't I you actually, be? there was an interview recently, because, not recently, I saw it on TikTok, so it probably could have come from any About point. Ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was Ewan McGregor being asked about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Right. Uh, and he was saying that he was so relieved that he could now talk about it because it had been announced and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and obviously he had to deny it for a long time and all this kind of stuff. And they were, they were like asking him who would people were like, well, if you don't do it, who would play Obi-Wan Kenobi? And he was like, well, who else would play Obi-Wan Kenobi? And now <laughs> I'm going me, I'd do it. I look a little bit like you. If people oh, squint, I think, you know, <laughs> I think you're basically the next in line. Yeah, I am. They just, don't know, they just don't know my name yet. <laughs> but as much as this, is, we feel like it should be sometimes, this isn't a Star Wars podcast. Not yet. Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next year. But for now, Tobias, yeah. we watched a film. We did. I'll tell you what it's called, shall I? Oh, please do. Cool. Extraction. A hardened mercenary's mission becomes a soul-searching race to survive when he's sent to Bangladesh to rescue a drug lord's kidnapped son. Starring Chris Hemsworth, director Sam Hargrave. Yeah, that's the thing that we watched. That is a very violent thing. Oh my gosh, watched. you sent me a message because you watched it, I think, yesterday, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes. You sent me a message saying, this is not a family-friendly film. Maybe not I one said, to watch with the kids. You do not watch it with your children. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you did watch well, we it. Had, we had a really dad. good time, all of us. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They learnt some things, but I think in the world we live in, it's better they know. Um, no, um, no, they didn't watch it. I watched it. Um, I agree. Yeah. Oh, there were some, there were some scenes. Actually, one of the most graphic, and it's not even one of the violent scenes. It was just a scene of a guy breaking his nose back into position. That was, no, that was brutal. You, you felt that, didn't you? It was like ooh, yes. Ooh. Um, right, I'm gonna kick it. Well, because the assumption is, if you're listening to this, you've seen the film, not, so there shouldn't be any spoilers for you. Pause it and go watch the film. Yeah, because I'm about to just point out my favourite two scenes in it. Nice. Uh, one is basically there's a scene where Chris Hemsworth is it's it's a quiet moment. There aren't that many, and the the kid that he's saving is in bed, just asking him questions. And Chris Hemsworth character Tyler Rake is just talking yeah about his dead son. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. And honestly, why it stands out for me is I've always, I like Chris Hemsworth, but I've thought he was always a bit overrated. Yeah. I That's the first time I think I've seen him genuinely act. I thought it was really good. It, that that he, scene he was, was very well done. He played that very well. And I think he's now overtaken Chris Pratt to be my second favourite Chris. Oh, wow. <laughs> this has done a lot for him. Yeah, well, now, it has. I mean, I'm the same as you, actually. I do kind of get that with... I got that with Chris Hemsworth before. He he kind of has that because he's Thor, and Thor is very 
comic, isn't he? Like as in like cartoon the way he's portrayed. Um, and the other stuff I've seen him in, he's not generally the most emotional person. But no, no actually, this did quite good for him. Uh, and the other scene, which for me, it is my favourite scene. Right, it's quite a long ongoing scene because he's got the kid. They're initially on a rooftop. I like it when anyone throws anyone over a roof and he throws the kid without much warning to another yeah. roof. Oh, yeah, but, I know exactly what you mean. It's a great scene. <laughs> but it's it's quite... It follows them. And they go through people's houses who actually don't seem that bothered. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. oh, there's someone running through my house. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, it was very fast-paced, wasn't it? But it's that whole scene that they meet a bad guy, they have a bit of a tussle on a balcony, and then they both fall off of the balcony. They hit the road... Now, this isn't a superhero film where they just bounce up. They are winded. They're out yeah. of it. I mean, Chris Hemsworth spends most of this film pretty injured. He gets hit by a car. <laughs> and then gets in a truck and hits someone else with it. And Which was <laughs> so well done. This is a serious film. It's very it important is, to point yeah. that. It's a, out, it's a straight-laced serious film. Uh, the scene you just mentioned where he throws the, the child onto a roof yeah. made me outright laugh because yeah. he did an Aladdin, basically. He went, do you trust me? And he went, no. <laughs> yeah. And then he lobs him onto a roof. Yeah. I was like, fair play. Really fair play. There wasn't much warning. No. There was it. And also, part of me would like to go back to that scene to go, how realistic was that? Because the kid didn't know exactly what was happening. No, and actually, I think the way to tell is watch how the kid lands because yeah. I reckon he kind of rolled. Yeah, and that's no, like a safety role. Yeah, um, um, I the action I can't really fault in this film. No, no. Uh, I think it was one thing we need to remember here. Sam Hargrave, it's his first film, his okay. first feature film. Uh, but the writer is Joe Russo, one half of the Russo ah, brothers. Ah, the old Russo, which kind of might explain how come Hemsworth is in it. Yeah, uh, but whilst also watching it, I was thinking. Hemsworth's size really works because you need someone who can believably take what he's given. Yeah, because I mean, he does basically one man tank a lot of things. Yes. Like one of the first big conflicts is actually just before the roof jump. Yeah. Um, and it's he kind of walks into a room and there's a load of people come out with guns. There's like five people with guns and he does not just smoothly, it's, it's a sequence, take them out. And yeah, I agree. Um, they they page very early on as a one-man army, basically. Yeah. And I, I do get that with him. I was thinking of other actors that I could see in the role, and I actually think he is the perfect casting, because I could see someone like Bradley Cooper in the role, but he yeah. doesn't have the size. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson is too big. Too big. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. The Rock The Rock would be logic casting for the size and the one man like juggernaut kind of feel, but yeah. he is too big for it to be almost realistic. And also, I'm going to come bring it back to as much as I like Dwayne Johnson, I don't think the acting is quite there. The no, emotion side of it. I think you're right. I think Bradley Cooper's pretty pretty on it there. Yeah. I've seen Bradley Cooper in something sort well not not to this degree, but he's been yeah. like a snipery kind of character, um, yeah, and like an army kind of character. But Hemsworth is tall, but not it. But he's at, and whilst he is very muscular, he's not comedy. He's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's, yeah, I get that. Um, he can blend. Film, he can still blend. That's the key yeah, point. I no, think. I do agree with you. This film, 
because of scenes like the one you've just mentioned, where it's a sequence quite fast-paced through a very built-up residential area, the, it, apart from the fact that the film I'm going to compare it to goes out into the middle of nowhere for half the film, this reminded me of a film we watched in season one, which I think was called Triple Frontier. I was trying to think of the title, the Ben Affleck film. Yeah, yeah. Um, this really did make me think of that because there's a scene in that where they basically surround a drug den and um, you see them take it out and it's very like procedural but very well done and this did make me think of that because there's a lot going on yes um, there was it was pretty fast paced um, where actually even the quiet moment that I mentioned earlier yeah. turned into a big fight for survival with a friend you know yeah. it's that kind of um, it is a non-stop film. Yeah, it's once constant. it gets going. Yeah, I I said to you I had to restart the film three times. Yeah, I because like that. I I wasn't really in the right frame of mind to watch it. I was watching because I I had to watch it before we did the podcast. Um, but I did get into it, uh, and actually that like that uh balcony into the road and all that kind of stuff that helped get me in because i had to anything else that i was focused on oh no i came to the film then i was like yeah actually yeah, you're really that. well done uh, yeah it actually, wasn't cheesy or anything no it, it went for gritty it went for gritty real you can tell that by the, the, the violence in it but i will come back to the gritty real later okay um uh d- anything you want to say about the cast other than I mean, this, obviously we've mentioned well, it. obviously, yeah. the cast-wise is, for me at least, it's not a cast packed with people I know. No, I mean no. to the point of I know two, two of them, two maybe people. three. I recognised a one of the military guys who who got shot very early. On. He had a beard. He was like a sniper. He was covering the boat they were meant to be getting to, and he got shot from behind very early on. I thought I recognised him. But I can't remember. I don't know his name, so I can't. I don't really can't look into him. But well, obviously, um, we've mentioned Chris Hemsworth. He is the star. Of yeah. The show. But David Harbour, uh, yeah. who is some people will, will mostly know there. from Stranger Things mm-hmm. as Harper. Um, he's a friend until he's no longer a friend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the problem is like that part of the film. It got to the whole like uh, Chris Hemsworth character with the child was that the boy was trapped somewhere and needed help. And then they kind of got taken to a safe house. And the problem is, you know, a safe house isn't safe as a watcher mm. because the point is he got taken to the safe house and, uh, David Harbour's characters, uh, Harbour's character said to him, uh, I think if you just lay low here for a few days, then we can just get out of the city. And as a viewer, especially as a critical viewer, who's watching it to almost criticize, yeah. I was going, that would be a boring film. <laughs> yeah. You then Something kind of, has to sometimes go yeah. you have to kind of also look at where you are in the film yeah. and go, there's way too much time after this point. Unless it is literally <laughs> an, another hour, because it is a good hour by that point of just sitting, having a cup of tea, chatting. Um, so I went either the, ch- the child's going to get impatient and try and run, or someone's going to find out they're there and break in, or he's going to be betrayed. And I was right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a shock, but I do think it was actually quite well done, that scene. Because, it wasn't like a, I have betrayed you. Uh, when David Harbour's character, who I, I haven't written down what the name of the character is, um, no, I think his reasons are just. 
His reasons that well, no, maybe Justice not the quite. Right His yet. name is Gasper, like Casper okay. with a G. He he has his reasons, and I think they are valid to him. Yeah, uh, but obviously Chris Hemsworth doesn't think that they should just go up and kill the kid, which is what David Harbour's character is suggesting. Because it was they basically it did gone, make me chuckle though, because he went, "Wait, do you want me to go off and just shoot him in the head?" And David Harbour's character went, "No, of course not." I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Because the thing is, he's like, look, he's, he's going to have a rubbish life. And yet we can get a lot of money out of this. <laughs> this film it's the best thing for him, brutal. best thing for us. This film was brutal. It, it had was. some proper... I mean, very early on, we watched a child be thrown off a roof. Which, now, I, whenever I see someone like that, I always go back to, that's how I knew I'd like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because if uh, if if a, a series or a film is brave enough to throw a child yeah. off of a roof to their doom. Actually, do you know what? It's not to the same level because it's a different situation, but it's actually one of the reasons I knew I'd like Walking Dead. The first scene is pretty much Rick Grimes waking up in a hospital. He, the first zombie he comes across is a child, yeah. it's a little girl. And I don't remember if he kills the girl or if he walks away. But it was a fact of, you know, that for that moment, children aren't safe. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, I like the fact you've already set your bar. And you're right. You trust the series because you know that you're not just going to wuss out of difficult decisions. Yeah. And we, I mean, Game of Thrones definitely didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you like that child who's going to turn purple and die. <laughs> <laughs> Let's blow it up. In fact, you tell me how you want it to die and we'll make it work. <laughs> Actually, uh, speaking of the children aspect again, yeah. th- when it gets to night, these, basically these kids come after them with guns and knives, and they're just as scary as the adults. One thing that this film did very well, pardon me, was showing that, um, like drug cartels, because that's basically what it was drug yeah. cartels and not massively wealthy gangsters and that kind of stuff, they basically radicalized the youth around them. Yeah. And that is very much what they did in this film. Very well, actually. You are right, they were equally scary. And it was, it was the fact that you, you could, you could tell that Chris Hemsworth's character had a moment of, oh no, what do I do? Yeah. Because he himself has a personal conflict because he's lost his son, which yeah. is something I instantly would guess because they very quickly kind of flushed it back. Yes. Um, but no, actually, the, the fight scene against the, like, the child soldiers, as I'll refer to them, yeah. was quite interesting because he was basically that thing of, I, he, you could tell he was like, I don't want to kill these kids. No, but, but I need to say they're not really leaving me much option yeah. right now. <laughs> and I think as the later film showed, he should have. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, you right that what you're referring to yeah. is you knew it was coming because of how it was being filmed. Yeah. Though I didn't expect it through his neck. That was. No. <laughs> no yeah. Oh yeah. You could tell it was going to be. Yeah. A, it wasn't like... going to be an immediately happy ending. No. Not like that anyway. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if you've read any reviews, any, I have literally done nothing except for write a couple of words about this film. Well, I can tell you that it got mixed reviews. Okay. One of it saying that it was too violent. I understand that, but I'm not, I'm used to films that do that. The thing is, I didn't think it was too violent because in its scenario, it felt right for what they were doing. Like uh, there, there was a regular scenes where um, Hemsworth's character would grab a soldier and stab him like seven times. But the problem is, if you're in that situation where it's live or die, you have to make sure they're not getting up again. Yeah, 
Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And yeah. actually, one of my favourite scenes was, you've already mentioned it, it was where they fall off the balcony. Yeah. But then they have a little fight on the street before he hits him with the truck. I actually really like that with the knives. With the knives, yeah. Because the guy who was fighting, who ended up kind of being on his side towards the end, he was doing this thing where he was overcompensating. with. He had a knife in his hand, he was kind of bouncing to put him off. Yeah. Uh, kind of like jolting his body and Hemsworth was basically just kind of countering it and yes. people go that's unrealistic because of how quick it is but it's not if you're trained I oh, really like that scene and they're both trained people yeah because that guy isn't just off the street he's a trained person and the thing I liked about I liked about that character and I don't reference D&D that often when we do this podcast <laughs> but it's something I think about when I'm putting a villain together or someone who's not fully good of yeah. why are they doing what they're doing because yeah. this character wasn't just, I'm trying to kill you because I want to kill you. He was trying to get the kid back because he works for the kid's father. And the kid's father, who is a drug lord, said, if you don't get my kid back, yours won't survive the week. Mm. And it's like, it instantly gives depth to the character of, and he did say later on that they threatened my family. Yeah. And I, I really like that scene because you know that the reason he's fighting is for the right reasons. Yes. I mean, that's what you do want from your villains. You want yeah. justifiable villains. You don't want one who's just like, why are you doing it to rule the world? To be honest, right, it's one of the things that, to mention one of our favourite things, Thanos works in the MCU because he's got his reasons, he's got his justification. In his mind, he's actually doing it for the good. Yeah, and actually you can either, there's people, was he that wrong? Was he there? (laughs) Actually, the argument I think the the outright thing on it is he wasn't wrong in his logic, he just was wrong in what happened. He shouldn't have gone the way he went about it. That's why he was the villain. Yes, uh, I mean that's exactly the point. Um, and I think, yeah, I have nothing to add to that. Yes, I agree. One of the complaints that I've read, and I'm gonna, so I'm gonna paraphrase it to okay. see if you agree with it. Okay. One of the complaints was that it's just a series of action sequences with a very thin plot. Okay, I understand the complaint, but I don't agree. Because actually, there was something I thought towards the end of this film. In the scene at the end, where basically the woman randomly shoots a dude, the the, the, the kingpin in the toilet. I I, I mean, I went, oh, how did she get in there? Her bodyguards outside the door. But we're not, not, that's not my issue. One thing I liked about this, until they did a, what I'm going to refer to as a cop-out ending. We'll come back to that as well. We'll come back to that as well. We'll come back to that. I liked the fact this was almost like a snapshot from, from life. Because yeah. a lot of films feel like they're the only thing happening in the world. Yes. This didn't. Yeah. This felt like you were just following some random person's story within a whole world. Yeah. I actually did feel... I don't feel like... I understand what I mean by it. It was a, a finite story. There wasn't lots of side stories. There was a one story arc. That is what you had. The only side arc you had was the fact that that guy had a family he was working for, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I agree. Yes, it, I can't disagree with the fact it was just a lot of action sequences. But I don't have an issue with that because I think it was justified in what happened. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, but I do get the complaint. Oh, yeah, I completely understand uh, the complaint. But that could be said of most action films. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an action film. It would be it's a drama set film. pieces leading to another set piece. That yeah. is normally what but they are. I made a conscious decision. of It was literally towards the end when the kid was jumped into the swimming pool. I yeah. went, this feels like literally this is the kid's story, not Chris Hemsworth's character's story. Because actually the film opens up onto him. I know you yeah. have a quick like, flash at the end of the film at the beginning like they always do nowadays. Yeah. Um, but actually it felt more like the kid, so I think his name was Ovi, 
It felt like Oaks is OV Junior. OV or OB, one of the two. It was yeah. like, I think it was OV Junior. Um, it felt like his story, actually, and it just felt like the random child of a drug lord's story of what's happened to him. Yeah. And I quite like the snapshot of life story because you believe there's more happening here. Now, this is not the kind of, even though they've left it in a way they could, I suppose, I don't feel like we need we need or we'll get a sequel to this. Right. They're making a sequel to this. Why? Uh, because, now this is the thing, and I was going to bring this out, and I was happy that you hadn't done the research. Okay, good, good. Because uh, they are definitely working on a sequel. Okay. That same uh, Joe Russo, Sam Hargroves, Chris Hemsworth. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, but not only that, I think they I think they're working on a TV series and they want to do more films and make it a shared universe oh. because they want to, it's a big world. But I'm like, yeah, but that's taken away that it's actually the real world. Mm. Um, and I thought and I was thinking, because I haven't said who, but I said characters you've met, you can see their stories. And I'm thinking the David Harbour character, the the bad guy who I don't know the character or actor's name. Hang on. Uh, be- th- the thing is, I personally, I wouldn't mind a sequel if it's not actually connected. If it's just a universal kind of sequel. If it's kind, well, as as in, I'm happy to see another mission yeah. with Chris Hemsworth. Um, Whether and it could be a sequel or a prequel. I think it's a sequel they're working on. Yeah. Um, the actual villain, like the yes. the, the kingpin, is called Amir Asif or Asif. Yeah. Um, and I will say they kind of painted him to be this big ruthless um, kill, like killer leader. I actually didn't see that in him at all. He actually no. he had more of a charm to him. He took mercy on someone who he took a liking to, the child, the, the, yeah. the, that, that teen. He was like, "Don't cut your finger off. It's fine. Keep your finger. Here's a life lesson. I'll be your dad from now on." Um, that's pretty <laughs> much what he did. But I get how he. I could see more of him. I quite yeah. liked him actually as a character. Um, but I, you know, the woman. I think... The woman who Chris Hemsworth felt like oh, he had a love yeah. interest with for a moment at the very beginning. Yeah. They had like a moment. I would quite, you know, what I say I do like about the Saw films that they're a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. I could see if we had a film following David Harbour's character where it literally ends with him meeting Chris Hemsworth and them having that scene yeah. which leads to his death, that would be quite cool. Uh, yeah. And because if, actually, they actually, the... if they cross worked, yeah, that'd be quite cool. You do see, they could get away with this. They made a point of saying that David Harbour's character owed Chris Hemsworth because Chris Hemsworth's character saved his life. Yes. So it's the whole um, uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow thing. You want yeah. to see Budapest. Yeah. yeah. We want yeah, to exactly. see the life be saved. It, it, it's rewarding. Yeah. I mean, Chris Yes, I don't have... think it needs a sequel. I think actually it was quite a nice film on its own. But I get it, I suppose. I wonder, though, are they going to call it Extraction 2? Is it, you know... extracted yeah um yeah i think is it probably will be extracted and then uh there's another film there's a few films that i think they're now doing this sort of thing where they want it to be all gritty and real but then i think they devalue it by having sequels yeah because it's like like you said it's basically a snapshot of this this mission this is the mission that we've watched i really i like that because you believe uh, no one's safe. And this film did do a no one is safe, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they they have to be careful that they don't make Chris Hemsworth superhuman. No, and actually that... I, I referenced it earlier of like, the cop-out ending. Yes. And I actually really liked how they almost left it with him being shot by a sniper 
And I'm like, no, that's fine. He can survive that. And then get shot in the neck. I was like, you can survive being shot in the neck? It it's wasn't just a not, headshot. It's just not super easy. And I called it. I said, actually, he won't be dead. Yeah. Um, like, And then he falls off the bridge. And I was like, he still won't be dead. That's fine. But I thought they might be less, more subtle than what they did. Well, they blurred him. It, you, oh. you, you know, it was like... Yeah, that's the case they actually don't get greenlit for the sequel now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, was that him or was that someone to kill the kid? That's true. You know, wouldn't it be great, though, if actually we see a whole mission where it is him, but he's now got the mission to kill the kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for half the film, he kind of did. He was told if they didn't pay, he had to kill the kid, pretty much. Oh, yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, um, One big... Whilst I've seen that the acting has been praised, and we've already said the acting's all good, there's, yeah. no, there's nothing unbelievable with the acting in any of it. I don't think. No, I will say there was a, a couple of moments where I felt like some of the dialogue was a little bit clunky, but that's more because this isn't this wasn't a talky film. It was an actiony film. Yes, but the moment that counted with the emotional like story that we've really spoken about worked really well. We had the payoff there. But yeah. There was a moment earlier on. It was when they first kind of got to. It looked like they were inside some kind of factory. They hid out in the office block. Yeah. It's where he first wraps his arm up. There's some dialogue in there, and I, I, I stopped and thought to myself, "That is really that's clunky. That's just the way the child was talking didn't feel quite natural." But actually, that's not an issue with the acting. I just felt a bit no, badly written. And actually, because I, I've said in the past, I'm not a massive fan of child actors. Um, he was all right. The kid was okay. I, I considering it is yeah. largely it is largely a two hander between Chris Hemsworth and I really feel like I need. Hang on, wait a minute. Need the name. Um, is that the kid? Yeah, when I can find uh, it. Rudrak, uh, Rud, I can't pronounce it. It's R U D H R A K S H. That's the first name. Yeah. And the second name is J A I S W A L. The next name along was Randeep Huda, and I was hoping it was that one, but it's not. <laughs> no, Randeep Huda is, plays Saju, which is the, like, the guy who works with his dad, who's kind of bad for a little bit in the film, but then basically redeems himself. Yeah. Um, now, whilst the acting has been uh, praised, yeah. one element of the story has been knocked. Oh, what's that? Uh, and it is, well, two elements to it. One, it gives a very bad view of Bangladesh. Yeah, it's not good, is it? And the other thing is, it suffers from what they call the white saviour. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I'm like, I get what you're saying because there are only really two white people in the film. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. You know, Chris Hemsworth is the hero. But, but that I think is so- it makes sense in the story because the whole point is everyone within that city is basically working for the villains. Yeah. So it makes sense for it to be someone from outside. Yeah, I think it makes us, and yeah, it may be. I mean, I, I see what they say, but obviously, yes, we're, we're, both, we're both white. What? We, we, I know, I'm sorry to shock you with that one. No. That, that oh, ginger hair you've got no. has probably been. It's not... I can't release that rap single I was going to do. No, you should. That's not accept should. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the Mandy Pan's rap is going to go down so well. Yeah. Um, I actually, the other day, one of our friends, Carrie, uh, we were having a conversation uh, and I made a joke. She, she complimented me and said that the the current length of my hair suits me. Okay. And I went, okay, I won't grow the dreads then. 
And she uh, told me that I could not pull off dreads and I told her not to be racist and to stop oppressing me. And yeah. if I want to become a gangster rapper <laughs> with my dreads, I'm going to. <laughs> I want to see your dreads. I mean, I don't. People can see, see a picture of me with dreads. I edited it in you, for you, made, you did make it. And I, I, I don't hate it. That's the thing. We, we did a whole mini manic about hair. So that's us. And that's we're, actually, the, we're actually a hair podcast under it all. That, well, that one podcast. <laughs> just, just, the second time we're talking about. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, um, we haven't really gone to town on that's our That's our true passion. But... That's <laughs> true. You have the beer. Yeah. Um, but, um, okay, so was that, was so that was, quite? No, it was, it was that. And I was like, I get it. Uh, and as I was saying, we are two white reviewers. So maybe we that's something we naturally didn't pick um, up on. During watching it, there were two things I wrote down. The first, well, the second one was just about the fact that they told every character told that child to stay here repeatedly. He yeah. he must have thought he was a dog by the end of this film. It was yeah. stay here, stay here. And actually, a couple of times he went, oh, yeah, I'm going to, obviously. I'm being shot at, pretty much. Um, but the other thing I wrote down was some, the only real complaint I had while watching it. Like Looking back, I could probably think at the end there was a lot of action, maybe curb it a bit. But my thing while watching it was actually something that annoyed me in the first half of the film was they cut between... Um, subtitles and English a lot in the same characters. I guess it was to who they were talking to and what they were saying. Well, actually, I don't know if I agree because no, because um, Saju, Saju, the guy we mentioned, okay. he has a conversation with his wife. During that conversation with only his wife, he swapped from subtitles to English and back three times. I didn't. He also that. did it with a with someone else earlier on and and the uh villain guy um asif did it as well at least once um and it just i think they did it with uh, saju to show that when he had scenes with chris hemsworth they didn't have to do the whole thing in subtitled yeah uh, it was just that thing of it it felt a little bit like it broke the atmosphere for me because i was like i, why I wonder i wonder though is that because we live where we live we're not going to necessarily broadcast that right now we, we live in Bangladesh. Yeah, uh, but neither of us are particularly great with other languages. No, no, no that's I, true. I just wonder if you're bilingual, yeah, and the person you're talking to as well, maybe does it maybe become do a natural swap thing? Over. Yeah, yeah, because you but have. I, swear, I, I, if, I mean, I've worked with um, a lot of Polish people being being from a chef background. Yeah, and actually listening to a couple of uh, Polish people talk to each other, they do slip the odd word that's not Polish in. So I suppose yeah. if you are bilingual it, and you do more than one language, it probably is more natural to switch through it. But yeah. it, from a from a viewer point, it felt odd because I was like, I I'm didn't get that to watch, but okay. I'm having to watch subtitles. At least don't then go. But we could have done this in English. <laughs> yeah, but I tend to go. I'm so glad I'm not reading subtitles right now. And now they're back. But <laughs> as well, but it was so brief. Yeah. <laughs> it was just enough for me to go, oh, and it's the only thing I made a note of. <laughs> well, but the last film, I read four to five pages of notes. You, you did. You did. <laughs> um, this was a very different film to our Flat Earth experience. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather rewatch this one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to I like fair, that one, but yeah. If they make a sequel, I will probably rewatch this one to then re to then watch that one because that's what I tend to do. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, um, um, I couldn't tell you about music. I couldn't tell you about score at all. No, in this one. No. Uh, cinematography. I think it worked well. Yeah, it was very. 
fast-paced cinematography to the point of there was a lot of shots that were very close and would kind of pan around him. You'd see the same thing from lots of different... A- you know when we watched Roma, we said there was like... It would show all of one scene with a single shot of panning. This did yeah. that, but fast-paced with fights. So like yes. in one room, it would show the same fight and it wouldn't cut away. It would just very quickly adapt. And I quite liked that, but there was times it was a little bit kind of... I lost it. I didn't lose it whilst I was paying attention. There were points where I was unfocused, but that was me. Yeah. Right. But when I was watching it, what I appreciated was, which I think a lot of actiony films get wrong. Yeah. I could always tell who was who. I could always tell what was going on. And I I appreciated that. I think it was shot in such a way. That you could follow the action person. Yeah, it told the story. The narrative was easy to follow. Yeah. And I like uh, that. Yes, it was an easy view from that point of view. Yeah. Uh, and I personally, when I would say, whilst it had been a criticism of it, I would say that violence was justified for the situation. Yeah, I don't think any of it was unnecessary. Was it brutal? Was it graphic? Yes. Yes, but, but I think, I think if it, it hadn't fine. been, we'd be going, well, why wasn't there blood? Why yeah. didn't we see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was true. No, I, yeah. I, I think it was it was justified completely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what, if I have any other points about the songs. I don't really. It was what it, it was. What it was. It, yeah. Yeah, really. Um, it is not technically the sort of film that I would go for. No, it's not. I put it in the same bracket as I've already mentioned, uh, Triple Frontier. It's not a film I'd have chosen to sit and watch. Yeah, I watched it because we're doing this, and it was at, it filled out the uh, blockbuster category for us. It did. It came out last year. It is a it's an is it it's a Netflix original, and it's one yeah. of the highest viewed films of last year. Yeah, remembering I mean, I can see why it, it came it came out in a year where everyone was in lockdown, so that was probably quite a lot of views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but I mean, I, I liked it. I think I can't think of anything to really criticize. Except for the subtitles, switching. Yeah, actually, that's quite a minor one. I would. Oh I yeah! Mean... If someone said to me, "Tell me what you didn't like about this film," I don't think I'd mention it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If somebody just outright said, "Tell me what I should change about this," film, I don't. Think it's nothing I'd mention. Yeah. Um, I think what it has done is given me a better appreciation of Hemsworth, who I doubt don't just see as a superhero comic book actor. No. I think A, he's got the action stuff down. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if he now just goes into a load of action films, I'll go fair enough. Yeah. Uh, also, he's proved it to me. Not that I've seen everything he's done, but I, I've now seen him actually act. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true, and I agree. Um, do you think we can move on to the older rating section? I think we probably can. Excellent. Right, well, here at the Manic Film Club, we don't rate it on a scale of like 1 out of 100, 1 out of 5, a star system like a lot of places do. For example, Rotten Tomatoes has given this a 67%. Yeah. Um, you said it was mixed reviews, I get that. Um, but we simply say, is it a hit or is it a miss? A hit being, did we enjoy the film? Would we consider rewatching it? Will we tell everyone else about it? General all-round enjoyability. And a miss is nice and simple, the opposite. Tobias, how did you feel? Uh, considering I'm almost certainly going to talk about this film to my friends. Yeah. Um, I actually have already said I would watch it again, probably when the sequel comes out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to give it a hit. 
Yeah, yeah, all the boxes are ticked there. Yeah. Well, I mean, me and my kids loved it. Uh, <laughs> um, if anything, they said, Dad, there could be more violence in this. I'm like, yes, you're right, kids, there could be. <laughs> now we're going to watch Game of Thrones. Sit back. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I watched it not with the kids, just to clarify that, for parenting reasons. Don't take them away. <laughs> um, no, so, yeah, you're saying it's a hit, yeah? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to say the same. This is a, a full manic. Yeah, it is. I enjoyed it. I, I'm trying to go into every film with an open mind, but some films are harder than others. This wasn't one. I'd already placed it in the Triple Frontier kind of theme. So yeah. when I actually enjoyed that film in the end, so I'm going to give this one a shot. And I don't mind action films. I don't mind. I love action. This film wasn't a war film, so I was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a full manic. Like, it's the all round approval. But. If we want the ultimate full manic, we have to open it up to the public to Here find out their opinion. And how do we do that? Well, on Twitter, once this review is up, I will be doing a poll which gives you guys a simple yes, it's a hit, and no, it's a miss option. Yeah. So you can have your say. Now, obviously, that's when we put the polls up, but that's not the best way to keep up to date with what we've been doing, is it, Tobias? No, because we have somewhere exclusive... And only for hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Got to pay Wait, that you see our beards in all the glory. <laughs> our beards. I think there's definitely people out there who would like to see weird stuff with beards. That's got to be a thing. Yeah, but we're not going to cater for them. No, we're not. Football. That's not the kind of podcast we are. No, we're about foot fetishes. Yeah. We, however, <laughs> we do have a Patreon. Moving along. To <laughs> I'm not even going to grace that with an answer. Um, we have a Patreon where you can gain access to lots of exclusive content, including a manic Discord server where you get to chat to us, get involved with special polls, get access to lots of up-to-date news, as well as be invited to special uh, like manic gaming sessions. Um, what do they get invited to on like red carpet events? Because they don't. <laughs> Oh, and to tell you about some new stuff we've added. <laughs> um, at the higher tiers, because the base tier is only £1.20 a month. It's cheap as chips. So cheap as chips. It's cheaper than buying a portion of chips from the local chip shop. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah, and that was a close because of lockdown. So yeah. you might as well just listen no, to us. No, you can't do it in lockdown. Go out and get fish and chips. You know what you can do in lockdown? Listen to the Monday podcast and subscribe to our Patreon account for £1.20 a month. <laughs> and in the link of this episode, there will be a link to our link tree, which has the uh, address of the Patreon, as well as all of our social medias. Our Twitter, our Instagram, our TikTok, as well as, <laughs> as, well as our Tumblr account, which we post on sometimes. It, there's been stuff on it. There has. Fact. There, there has. And there's going to be more coming. Yes, there will. There will be. A fact. Shall I tell you what's uh, on the next episode Wait, of Film Club? Wait, we're doing more? Yeah. We... Right, listeners. Yeah. This is our second one of the year. But we are doing this all year. Oh, yeah. We've hey, got 20, 26, 26 of these bad boys. Hey, you know what I'm in the mood for? Dancing? Something romantic. Well, that's good, because the next episode is going to be our Valentine's Day pick. Let's get we... it on. No, that's not what it's called. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's called Just Like Heaven. Shortly after moving into a new apartment, David has an unwelcome visitor, the spirit of Elizabeth Masterson, who asserts that the place is hers. It's directed by Mark Waters, and it stars Reese Witherspoon, Reese Without a Spoon, and Chris Hemsworth. 
The thing is, I know the joke, and I wasn't prepared for it, because sometimes you're quite serious on podcasts. <laughs> I'm the one that makes silly jokes normally. I know. And I appreciated it. Yeah. You know what they say? New oh. year, new us. I know. Uh, but I was going to say, because I, I didn't know I was going to say with, without a spoon, <laughs> it threw me. Uh, I was going to point out that we've just watched Hemsworth, we've seen Thor, and now we're going to see Mark Ruffalo. We're going to see the Hulk. Yeah, there's a theme, there's a theme. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I like it. I think it's a rom-com. It sounds like a rom-com. Yeah, that's why we picked it. <laughs> it is. Yep, that's a fact. That'll be <laughs> in two weeks from this episode. So if you yeah. want to watch along, you now have two weeks. That's good. Yeah. Now yeah. We're so good at Oh, we've got to do an outro. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not good at outros. Bye! Good night. See you later. So uh, we've got hat chat camera. Proving the point, especially. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tobias, I think yeah. now we've covered everything. It's time to say goodbye. I did. Were you not listening? Oh. But we can't. We can't do that because at no point have we gone two ends. That's very important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean. The address is in our link tree, so it's now irrelevant. But we should still tell you that our Twitter account is at the Manic with two N's. Very important. <laughs> we mustn't forget it. <laughs> now we've ticked all of the boxes. Tobias, it's time to say goodbye for the third time. Oh, bye. <laughs> oh, are you still here? Oh. Go away. But if you do, stay Manic.